0: indeed welcome to what is it Monday
1: it's Monday, right? Monday sick day
0: it is a sick day <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and I'll tell you what the past few days have just sucked ass so on Saturday my wife was sick last week right and like she was like to the point where she couldn't get off the couch and it was just and there was you know me being who I am I was like what the fuck is your problem get up do what you gotta do <laughs> And I was kind of a dick. And then I softened up the rest of the day. I got her what she needed. got her some soup and made soup and dinner and all that kind of stuff. It was Valentine's week, so I took care of her. But the initial response was, what, that sick? You can't move?
1: (laughs) It's like, come on. Stop being so lazy. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until I woke up on Saturday morning. (laughs) Right. I swear to you, I could not get out of bed. All day, I didn't put, like, you know, I have a prosthetic leg, and, mm-hmm. for anybody that doesn't know, and I, I, I couldn't even put the leg on. Like, it hurt, <laughs> every part of my body hurt so bad, Ugh. it hurt to put the leg on to even stand up. So I didn't even stand up all day. I, I literally just rolled from the bed to the wheelchair, into the
1: bathroom, back into the wheelchair, back into bed. <laughs> and that
0: was the extent of my moving all day on Saturday.
1: And you're out of breath doing that. Yes.
0: (laughs) So then, you know, Sunday morning I get up and I felt better. I was like, all right, I could do this. And I got up. I did most of my day. Sunday night felt a little bit worn out again, man. Just just beat the hell down. And then today, I got up. I made it to work. But once I got there, I I just, again, I, I feel so exhausted. And I'm just... My head hurts. I can tell I got like a sinus thing going on. Been blowing my nose all day. You know what sucks about having like a sinus cold with a
1: mustache? Oh yeah, you get all that snot all over the mustache. Not
0: to be disgusting,
1: but yeah, you get it's ridiculously horrible. Yeah. Why don't you get some of them drops, those Afrin's or whatever that open you up no matter what you got going on? I don't. I don't. What is that? I've never used any of that. That nose nasal spray stuff. Never used it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm addicted to it in the winter, which is terrible. You're only supposed to use it three days or else you do get addicted to it. But I use it pretty much all winter because I get clogged up, you know, when I'm going to sleep. And then I just a couple of squirts of that and wait two minutes. It hurts like hell for about a minute. And all of a sudden, your sinuses are wide open. So you feel great.
0: I gotta, Well, I got to try that. But one, I have a broken nose. I broke it when I was a kid. And it okay. never got reset. And so, like, this side, my left side of my nose, you can feel a bump there. And so it oh doesn't really easy to begin with. Sure. So I'm afraid, like, if I use, like, that nevage or anything that's going to go up my septum and down the other side, that's it's yeah. just going to get stuck in my brain and, like, fuck me up for the rest of my life. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know if it's going to drain out or, like, it's going to get just stuck up there. I'm going to have, like, some nevage clog
1: in my, in my brain. Yeah, that's all you need. Or I'm even bad. if it just fills up your sinuses, God knows how bad that would hurt. That
0: would hurt really bad, too. So yeah. either way, I'm screwed when it comes to that.
1: Right. And so today,
0: I, I actually left work early because I was just ridiculously sick. And then I was like, well, I'm going to try to do the show because we've got a, a few guests on today. And I, I don't want to do. disappoint you know, the guests and the people waiting to hear the guests. Yes. And, but at work today, it was weird because everybody is afraid now. Literally everybody was scared to death that you're coming in with and you're going to get everybody sick. And so I, maybe, because I still don't feel real great. I mean, I, I took like a two hour nap this afternoon, got up, and I still don't feel real great. So either A, I got to go see a doctor, or B, maybe I should just take tomorrow off. I, I don't know. I don't know what I should.
1: Yeah, do. you should probably take a day and just stay in bed, and because I know. don't
0: want to get anybody sick that I work with. That's for sure.
1: No, well, not only that, you also don't want them to. If they think you're sick and they send you home, then they're gonna send you home for a week, not a day. Right. And you can't afford that either, can you? No. So you're probably better to take one day and just kinda chicken soup and tea tea and honey and all that other nonsense that try and make yourself feel better. Welcome
0: to RSV, wait till the coughing gets it kicks it.
1: Let's not have that. My
0: wife has had quite a bit of coughing. No. But she also is a smoker. So, you know, I don't know if that contributes to it or not.
1: Yeah, who knows? Well, I'll tell you what, dude. You know what You know would have got, got rid of this cold for you in a super hurry? Huh. A smack like this. That would have done it, right? That would absolutely do it. <laughs> That'd knock that snot right out of your nose. Is <laughs> that the guy we're talking to today? Yeah, Ryan Phillips. He's the uh, number one ranked heavyweight in um, in power slap, right, and good. he's a local guy. He's from he's from Lorraine. Very cool. So yeah, but yeah, he can he can lay a he can lay a doozy on you. He'll slap that that sickness right out of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And of course, today is the Daytona 500, so half the people that listen to this show are absolutely going to be watching cars go around the track.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Turn have left. you ever been? Have Turn you ever left. been to a
0: race?
1: Yeah, I have.
0: I mean, I was at Daytona years ago, and people make fun of it all you want, but it is when you're there, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's fun. Race.
1: It's fun when you're there. I, I mean, I've never been to Daytona. I've been to the Cleveland one. Remember when they used to have the Cleveland 500? I went to that a few times.
0: Isn't that the no. Formula One cars, though? Like, they're not the actual NASCARs?
1: I don't know is, the difference. Did they go around, like,
0: the airport track? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, the Formula One stuff. NASCAR is a little bit different. NASCAR just turns left, but the other ones go different routes. But it, it was really exhilarating being be at Daytona. I mean, it was cool. It was a big track, and it's it's kind of... You can't tell the angle of the track until mm-hmm. you're actually at the track. I mean, it's
1: crazy what these guys drive on. Sure. Dude, there is plenty of sports like that too. That when you talk about them, they just don't. You are just like, why would you go see that? And then you go, and it's horse racing is another one. Dude, you couldn't drag me to the Kentucky Derby. I mean, honestly just just the thought of hey, let's go, let's go to Kentucky Derby, let's get all dressed up and do the thing that that just nauseates me. But yet, to any time that I've ever gone to like Thistledown or whatever, I have had a fantastic time and came out of it literally horse in my throat yeah. from screaming and yelling at the horses the whole time you know it is fun it, and i'm guessing car racing is the same same with all that bullshit that they do at the um at the like the fairs like the tractor pulls and stuff what? like that yeah that stuff all sounds stupid oh we're gonna pull this weight down the road until till we stop it sounds dumb and then when you watch it it's a lot of fun yeah, there's
0: a lot of stuff like that that I kind of enjoy when I'm actually there. But you're right, some of it on TV is kind of lame. Although, you know, I got into like, I started watching a lot of horse racing because Triv was a
1: huge, huge horse, horse racing race, fan.
0: But so literally, like, people, I think I've told it on the show before, people don't realize that like during like commercial breaks, or sometimes we would take commercial breaks so Triv could lay <laughs> a bet down on the you know, horses. <laughs> And then it would be me and whoever was the other producer who was sitting in the studio with Trim watching the race while commercials sure. are playing. And then we'd come back and people were like, Why are you guys playing so many damn commercials? Like seven minutes of commercials because we have <laughs> the number five at Pimlico to watch. Right. Whatever <laughs> track it is. I don't know, what tracks. But because we're watching
1: the races. Dude, I got a, a sizable bet. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta pay attention because he's not he's gonna be distracted if somebody's not paying attention to it for him. So, you know, you gotta do that. But, dude, have you found yourself in the last, I'll say, since the pandemic, have you found yourself since I'm assuming you're like me and you're not watching some of the other sports, finding new sports and watching them for the first time? Oh yeah, because I'm I'm like into this phase right now. Where I've been watching a bunch of rugby you ever watch rugby? I have. That is fantastic. I don't yeah, know how me, I've missed good. it all these years. I can't figure out what they're doing. I, I just don't know what they're doing. They're just running around punching each other in the face, it seems like. But I like it. I enjoy it. I But I just don't. There's too many guys. Am I wrong in thinking that with rugby, there's too many people on the field at the same time? The field. Yeah. And they're all just. Tackling each other.
0: <laughs> the shit that I don't like that's coming out through The, the people that when the pandemic hit, they started putting all this shit on,
1: like cornhole. Cornhole is not a fucking oh, yeah. sport. Cornhole is cornhole is something you do with with shots. Yeah, you got these
0: guys that are like you know professional cornhole players. they I mean, yeah. are not. Come on, yeah. Samper, he's probably making more money than I am. <laughs>
1: they probably. I'll bet they're not. I mean, how much? How much can a cornhole champion possibly make? I better try to D- look it up.
0: Also, axe throwing. Axe throwing is another one at all. Of them. Yeah,
1: that's not a sport either. I mean, dude, there's no way cornhole makes more than bowling, is there?
0: I would imagine that.
1: I mean, cornhole, that's barely a sport. Uh, recruiter
0: is seeing salaries. recruiter is seeing... Annual salaries as high as 109000 and as low as $25,000, uh, the majority of professional cornhole salaries.
1: Okay, well, that
0: 109000 is... The majority of professional cornhole salaries currently range between 50000 to
1: $75,000. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday.
0: Hell Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get you some bean bags.
0: <laughs> and I saw a guy with no legs that was doing that shit. And he was probably making 100 grand a year just
1: because he's a spectacle to watch. Yeah. No legs there. As long as you could put the put the bean bag in the hole, I guess you could make your money. Cornhole, 50 grand. $50,000. How can that be bag. worth 50,000? Is maybe that's why ESPN is going broke. Cuz they're putting Man. that on TV and paying these guys. I mean, who is who and i challenge anybody even in the chat room or anywhere can anybody tell me honestly that they've sat down and watched a cornhole match or knows anything about well this guy's the number three ranked cornholian in the world or whatever <laughs> i mean what i mean name one cornhole player name one professional cornhole player
0: you got me man other than the no-legged guy that I saw. I can't name him. But I know and you can't there. even name him.
1: He's no-legged guy. He's
0: no-legged guy, but I guarantee you that guy's making at least 50 G for throwing the, the beanbag. Well, he probably right. is. I used to be really, really good at that game when I was fucking right. hammered sitting at a bar on a patio. I'd be doing shots, drinking beers, and I was fantastic at that game. Imagine yeah. the kind of money that I could be making now if I just would have pursued my calling in life to be the core whole player of the year.
1: Yeah, that's right. See, I agree with this. No different than the fishing derby. That's not a sport either. I'm sorry. Anything that is purely luck is not a sport. And fishing, I mean, you can have the greatest equipment, the greatest strategy, everything, and catch nothing. And I could go out there, never fished in my life, and catch a fish. Fishing, not a sport. Definitely not a sport.
0: We're waiting on Peter Dabb. Uh, What's
1: more of a sport? See, we're going to address this today. Yeah, we will. We are definitely going to address it because I—I'll argue all day long. Power slap is more of a sport than than anything that we've named so far. Power slaps as much of a sport as boxing. Absolutely fat, is. The new fad is pickleball here in Texas. Yeah, that's another one. That's like all right. I mean, that's at least a sport. The other night, I actually watched, it was
0: John McEnroe with Anna Kornikova mm-hmm. against uh, Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf in a pickleball game, <laughs>
1: whatever it is, <laughs> and funny. it was really entertaining to be honest with you. Yeah, pickleball's fun to watch, I guess. I, I watch it on like YouTube shorts and stuff.
0: All right, we have our first guest on the line. Uh, you know, we love him. He went to all 162 Guardians games last year. Oof,
1: that's a lot.
0: That's a lot. He took some shit for it because a lot of people said that it was, he was bad luck. I'll ask him about <laughs> that. But I don't think that. He's a good kid, good guy, I should say. I've known him since he was a kid. Uh, let's see what he's up to today. Peter Dab, Peter Dab. how are you, my friend? Hey, how are you guys doing? What's up, Peter? We are good. <laughs>
3: Good, good I yeah it's uh, uh I appreciate you having me on it's it's amazing to think back to last season and uh, it was a it was a wild ride but I was able to pull off all 162 all right. just thanks to so many people making it possible I I, I I have to mention this every time I have the opportunity I, you know it would have been impossible without all, all the support that I received so I'm very grateful for all that. First because and foremost,
0: it, how are you feeling, Peter?
3: Um, I'm I'm feeling good. I I um I I needed I needed it I needed an off season. I definitely <laughs> I definitely needed needed an off season. You know, uh, the, the I was thinking about this. You know, that there are very few people that get to experience a, a baseball season quite like I did uh, last year. You know, typically it's just the people that are in the um, you know, that, that, uh, that are on the official travel party, which is a very small group of people. And, uh, and so I definitely needed some, I, I definitely needed an, an offseason. Let, you know,
0: uh, let's look at it this way, Peter. You actually traveled harder, more yes. difficult than the players, coaches, and everybody else. Because I appreciate you that. We're stuck on planes. You were stuck in some hotels that were ripping you off. You were stuck in places that they weren't staying, and yeah. on planes that they weren't flying on. So you actually yeah. had it rougher than those guys did, which is awesome. You did a great job, so congratulations. Well,
3: I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. It w- it was a it it was a grind, but it but it but it was one of those things where like I, I just it it was sort of a it, it was a marathon mentality, you know because because i i i said at the beginning of the season i'm going to do 162 no matter what and and i um and i had a couple chairs i i my my chair broke uh a couple times a couple different times throughout the season um and so that was that was pretty chaotic i can give you i can give you a couple short stories in particular in particular that, that were pretty crazy um um in in regards to our travel schedule, so uh, one of the one of the toughest uh, turnarounds was when we were uh, when we were in we were playing the Mets at uh, uh, at City Field in New York, which was a Sunday night game, um, and uh, and that and that that weekend in New York, my smart drive motor for my chair uh, uh, stopped working on me, um, and and then I had to. And then I had to fly at six a.m. after a after a Sunday night game, uh, to get back for a for a six p.m. game at home the next night. So that was that was pretty crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> and and then the next um, and and then the next crazy um, uh, the next crazy circumstance like that that I had was um, we had a we had a Sunday afternoon game at Wrigley that turned into a Sunday night game. Because we had a five-hour rain delay, and so during and so during the five-hour rain delay, I changed my flight uh, to the next morning, uh, and um, and I had a I had a chair issue after the after that game, um, and so I I was trying to I was trying to figure that out after I landed like four hours before game time.
0: That's so, crazy.
3: Yeah. So I mean it it was a it was a it, it was a. It was quite a grind, but it was a it was a grind that I enjoyed. I I enjoyed it because it was difficult. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So then you started going to Cavs games. You went to Browns games. You went it, to the Browns playoff game in Texas.
3: Yeah, that yeah that was uh, yeah uh, that was one I wish I uh, I wish I had back. That was that, that,
0: <laughs> yeah that, that was that was that a little was, bit of money there, Peter.
3: Yeah, yeah. That they was, robbed you.
0: You know that you should sue the Browns because they robbed you.
3: Yeah. Well. Well, well, if I have a case, then then uh, then every fan has a case for the last twenty years. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, uh, but but yeah, I I still you know um because because a lot of people a lot of people were were asking me th- th- throughout the season you know, uh, you know with the season outcome the way the season went you know do you you know do you you know do you, you, know, do you have any. Regrets doing it because of how the season turned out and I just say, you know Regardless of how the season turned out. I got to do something that very very few people get to do and I'm so grateful for that opportunity um, and and I and I I enjoyed the hell out of it I again, I I enjoyed it because it was difficult, right? I enjoyed it because it was You know because it was something that I achieved that that, that was extremely difficult and and I and and I, enjoy, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I uh, I got to um uh the the, the final weekend in Detroit. I uh, was 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 really cool because it was uh, it was not only uh, I mean it was Tito's final games, uh which which, sure. was, which was really cool. And then um, and then it was also um, Miguel Cabrera's final games as he as he retired. So just from a baseball perspective, that was really cool. You know, so, um, I, I got to see a lot of really cool things along the way. Now you travel by yourself, don't you? Yes, I do. And, uh, and it's, um, and, uh, and it's, um, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I, and I do, and I do, I have to do, I have to do so much, you know, um, so much planning around that stuff that it, you know, it's not just, it's not just about, uh, Showing up at a ballpark, it's uh, it's, it's all the stuff that goes into all the travel that's uh, that's now, really intense. Now, I'm gonna
0: There's... interrupt you real quick, Peter. Chris, this guy, yeah. we had him on the show back in the early days of the uh-huh. uh, the Seth Williams show with, with <laughs> Mike, there. right? And Peter came out to the studios, wow. wow, and on we left, it was like eight o'clock or whatever, we were done with the show. and Mike is driving back into the highway or whatever, and poor Peter is in his chair going down that road that leads down towards <laughs> the highway and stuff. And we're like, and Mike is like, why, Peter, what are you doing? And Peter apparently missed a bus or something like that, couldn't get on another one. He's got to get to another stop Jeez. to get to another bus. And so Mike ended up, thank God, taking him to where he needed to go. But sure. this guy travels by himself and kicks ass and does yeah. whatever he has to do to be where he wants to be
3: yeah and i i um and you know it was it was kind of funny towards towards the end of the year one of the one of the one of the one of the biggest questions i got asked was you know uh it wasn't really a question it was just kind of an assertion of oh oh it must be it it must be nice to be you know to be to be that rich to be doing this and i i i tell people so many times, like like no, like the reason I was able to do this was because of people's support, uh, and I was I was not staying at the Ritz-Carlton, you, you know. I was I was I was doing whatever I had to do yeah. to, to, to make it work, and uh, um, and it was it was made possible by so many. Uh, so I've been asked by a lot of people, what are my plans for this upcoming year? Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yes, what are what are my plans for this upcoming year? And um, I'm 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 not gonna do um, I'm I'm not gonna do 162. I mean, would I like to, hell yeah, but uh, re- but realistically, uh, I will not be doing 162. But what I will be doing is I've got four ballparks left that I have not been to yet, uh, uh, and we go to all four of them this year. So that would be Atlanta, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. So I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go to those four. At a minimum, uh, and then there are, there are a few other ballparks I have circled, like Dodgers Stadium, for example. I want to get back out to Dodgers Stadium because I really enjoy uh, uh, Dodgers Stadium so much. Uh, so, so there there are there are uh, there, there is some travel. There's some travel that I want to do. I'm thinking about doing. I'm I'm thinking about trying to do the first road trip uh, because I just I. I, I just feel like keep, keeping the momentum going if I can. So, what are you heading out to Arizona? I, I'm I'm flying out to Arizona uh, at uh, I've got a 7:30 a.m. flight on Saturday morning, so I'm going to be up uh, up early Saturday morning and flying Saturday morning. Uh, I considered flying Friday night, but I, I found a flight Saturday morning to save a night of hotel. So that's going to be a long day. Because we we got the I got the fl- I got the flight in the morning and then uh, the first game at one o'clock in Goodyear on Saturday, so uh, that'll be fun. Uh, I'll be I'll be posting uh, I'll be posting uh, videos uh, putting together highlights. I'm looking forward to the first uh, uh, Hammy home run call of the spring. That'll be fun. I'll make sure to post that and other stuff. So, sure. uh, are you
1: excited about the team and the new coach and all that?
3: Yes, I, I, I am. I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of with, with, a, with a new kind of, yeah, y- uh, with a new, yeah, uh, excuse me, with a new y- y- uh, uh, young manager, you know, a, a new guy that's in, uh, uh, that, that's got a clean slate with a lot of these players. I mean, I, I, I think Tito obviously left a very, uh, uh, a big, a big footprint on the organization and his, uh, and his and his legacy um, is uh, is is one that will be remembered for forever in Cleveland baseball but I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, uh, Stephen boat can do in terms of just uh, uh, providing a new uh, uh, fresher face kind of in the dugout and kind of giving these players a a fresh start I think I think um, uh, I, th- I think a lot of the players are are um, are looking to get, get back at it. I mean, you saw that with, uh, uh, Jose, uh, he was, uh, coming, uh, coming back to, uh, spring training early. He showed up at spring training early, uh, to get some extra workouts in. So, so I, I think, uh, yes, it, I, I guess it was a disappointing season, uh, last year, but I think one thing a lot of people forget about last season was the guardians, the guardians played in 57, one, uh, 58 I think one run games so 58 of their games were decided by one run and so and so uh, in terms of the uh, competitiveness of their games I don't think they're as far away as a lot of people might think based on the record I mean obviously the the, the bullpen is going to be something that'll be right. inter- interesting to see
0: but let's be honest Peter if they would have changed their name the Indians and the ghosts of the Indians would have been on the side of the team, and we would have won those one-run games. I mean, let's just be honest.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't. Um,
0: you can't I, say that. Peter,
3: I'm right? gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna. stick st- st- <laughs> st- st- for the name. I, I, will, I know. I know. I, I will. I will say that. I will say this. I when when it was when it was first announced, I I felt like a lot of people did and then uh and then when and then as as time as time went as time went on i've 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 adjusted to it i mean i i i I think one of the one of the main things i'm used to is i mean one of the fundamental things that i do on a daily basis on a uh on a trip by trip basis is is i adjust right and um and and so and so I, I, I understand the people that uh, that felt that way about the name change, but at the same time, I've, I've adjusted and obviously I've, uh, I've attended a lot of uh, Cleveland baseball games. And, I, and the
0: Guardians have been very good to you as an yes, organization. They have. And of course. And that's very cool. And I'm very proud of them for taking care of you as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to you being, you know, keeping us updated on this season. I think it's going to be awesome. I think uh, you're a good ambassador to the game. I think your your posts that you put on Facebook and everything are fun to take a look at. Can people donate to you if they if are yeah. going to continue your journey? Where can they
3: donate? Uh, yes, they can. Uh, I I will be I will be post I will be po- posting that link again on my Facebook page in, in a matter of seconds here. But the uh, but it's ro- rolling with Cleveland. Uh, if they look up rolling with Cleveland, they can. Uh, if they look up rolling with cleveland twenty twenty four, they'll find the twenty twenty four season uh, uh, um, gofundme for uh, for, uh, for this year, and um, and they'll see. And one thing to note about that about that goal on the gofundme, that goal list that's listed on the gofundme could theoretically get me to all one sixty two. I'm I'm not I'm not anticipating doing one sixty two uh, re- uh re- 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 realistically excuse me but i would but i would like to do uh, as i mentioned a few trips and uh and every bit of support uh goes a long way you know if you throw in 20 bucks i'm gonna use that 20 bucks right you know i'm not gonna like i said i'm not staying at the ritz carlton i'm not i'm not wasting any money here uh i would i I've got the attitude of, I, I'd rather go on 10 different trips. Uh, I'd rather go on 10 different trips at the Motel 6 than than two trips at the Ritz-Carlton. So, there you go. <laughs> you uh,
0: so somebody said that we should get you a drum for every home game so you can make it like John Adams. I think, because it would be kind of difficult to have you rolling around. In the, I, I'm a wheelchair guy myself at times, so yes. it would be difficult to roll around with a drum. So I think what would be really sweet, though, hear me out here, Peter. Yes, you get like a speaker, and you put it on your your chair, and it plays like a clip on a like a repeat of John Adams. So when you're scrolling through the park, people hear a John Adams drum beat going with you.
3: Yeah, that that would be that would be so that would be so awesome. You know, I, I was thinking about I was thinking about John Adams throughout this journey last season, and uh, he he was certainly he was certainly an inspiration for what I was for what I was doing. I was there. Were there were t- there were times last season, uh, just because of the chaos of the of the travel schedule, where I'm I'm kind of thinking like, boy, what did I get myself into? But I but but I just but I just kept going, and one of the reasons was John Adams, and so I I I certainly have a ton of respect for what John Adams did, um, and um and I've got, uh, and I've got a I've got a lot. I I've got a lot of games to catch up to him, but I'm on my way there. (laughs) So
0: I'll tell you what, I I love you, Peter. And I've known you since, you know, for a very long time. And you were doing sled hockey and all that kind of stuff. I've been to some of those games with you and uh, you're an inspiration to me. uh, When I had my health issues and, you know, you're a positive person and a great person. And, you know, I I love the fact that you did the the, all 162 games. And I know that we all wish you the best this year and whatever you're doing. So Keep us Thank posted you. on everything. All right.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. And let me let me say one other thing. I was thinking, about uh, th- uh, throughout the season, I was th- I was kind of thinking about you know kind of imagine what trip would say uh, if he if, if he knew what, if he knew what I was doing because you know he he obviously loved the game of baseball and uh, I so I was I was kind of thinking about his love for the game of baseball and you know he he used to play that thing over and over again about. Enjoying the baseball season like a th- like a four course meal, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Baseball season should be experienced like dining out, you know. And uh, and so, and so um, I I I enjoyed I enjoyed every every little experience of, of the season. Uh, I I got to go on a motorized wheelchair on, on on the beach in Santa Monica. I got to do all kinds of crazy things, and uh, and that was all made possible by the people that supported me at the gofundme link if you want to continue to support the journey I would appreciate it but I just want everybody to, to know that I was that I that I was and I, and I am thankful for all the support that I have received Thank you well, guys very much.
0: We encourage everybody to uh, donate to this year, and uh, we look forward to seeing your posts on Facebook, Peter Nab, K-N-A-B. Yes. And uh, look him up on Facebook. Follow him. Follow him on his journey. I think it's going to be great. And we'll check in with you throughout the year and see how you're doing. All right, Peter? Thank
3: you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Peter, Peter, you're
0: the best. We will talk to you soon. All right, my friend? Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, that right there is Peter Nab. Peter Nab is a good man. He's a good dude. Again, i to He's a good dude.
1: For Dude, a lot I of don't years. know. Look, I, I don't know that I could do 162 games. Honestly, uh, there'd be middle of the season, I'd be like, yeah, no thanks. Was it Rolling with Cleveland GoFundMe? Rolling with Cleveland 2024. But um, I looked it up and all I could find was Rolling Stones tickets. <laughs> I was trying to post it, but I couldn't find it. On uh, GoFundMe? I, I was just doing Google. Let me see. GoFundMe. Yeah, I think it's on GoFundMe. me. I don't know where our guest is, but I'm assuming he's just running a couple minutes late.
0: Yeah, it is
1: what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're you're dying here.
0: <laughs> love Peter. We love Peter. I mean, Peter's a good dude.
1: Was it rolling? With Cleveland. With Cleveland. Twenty-four. There it is. All right. I will put it up here in a second. Oh, he put it up. I'll <laughs> oh, we'll put it on the screen. There you go. There it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's a cool. It's a cool thing. I. I just don't know that I could do it personally. Do you think you could do anything for a hundred and sixty-two straight days?
0: Look, like I said.
1: The players have it so much easier. <laughs> they're talking
0: about guys that you know—it's their job. One, they're getting paid millions of dollars to do that. 162 games—I could do it if I was paid millions of dollars, no doubt. But even they take days off. And of course, they take days off. He's traveling a lot of those off days, trying to get back from where he was or to some another destination. I mean, I've I heard stories, man, about this poor kid breaking down in the middle of some, like uh, what was it? Hostel somewhere, like I mean, it's that's crazy. Like right. one hotel that he went to, they gave him an upstairs floor. a Hotel that had no elevators. I mean, what are you gonna do? This poor kid is in a wheelchair. Yes, yeah, I keep calling him a kid. He's a man, but it was a kid when I met him.
1: Right. I mean, that's just crap. There. How how could they? How could they even? How does a guy come in in a wheelchair and you say, okay, you're on the third floor? I mean, like me.
0: I'd have been suing the shit out of somebody. There would have been Forget the game. I would have been on the phone with an attorney in whatever city I was in saying, yeah, I'd like to buy this hotel, please. Come see what they're doing to me. Right? Yeah. Would be, would third, I would miss every game for the rest of the year as long as I was getting a lawsuit to own that hotel.
1: See, Peter said no one on the team played all 162 last year. Peter did. Yeah, Peter, he's the only one. <laughs> Here, I'm, I I would I have a something I'd like to know. I know you should have asked it during the thing. How many hot dogs does Peter eat in a season? the Texas, Peter does he eat two a game or one a game or? I mean, I'm wondering if he ate five hundred hot dogs last last year. Because I mean, what else are you going to eat at the ballpark, right?
0: I mean, you got to think about the crazy expenses that cost to to do all that what he's doing.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. However,
0: I will say this. You know, in talking to Peter, like, off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Was,
1: that was for games played.
0: played. Um, He what was... I, talking, I forget what the hell I was talking about now. I lost my thought. Expense. Yeah. Okay. The expense alone, I couldn't do. But he doesn't do it like he said. He doesn't stay in, like, high-end hotels. He doesn't do that kind of thing. And so I can't imagine... You know, it's, it's amazing. He's, a, he's really... A, oh, this is what I was thinking of. I learned from this kid mm-hmm. how to start booking my flights when I want to go somewhere because he finds the cheapest ways possible. Now, he may go to another city and wait or you have to transfer right. planes and all that kind of stuff, but he finds the cheapest way to get from town to town. And he said he's been studying. Sure. Paths and like the little things that airlines do to make sure that he gets the cheapest flight possible, I mean it's amazing.
1: Dude, he ought to open a website for that. There's, there's literally people that would pay, pay some extra money to save money on a on a plane flight. Yeah, I know there's a there's a guy. Um, I forget where he's out of, but he does that with cruises. All he does is people say, "Hey, I want to go on this cruise on this date." And then he finds all the ways around, and he's like, "Well, I could get you booked on this for this price, and it's always cheaper than what you would get if you went direct to the, to the, you know, to the ship line or whatever." I don't know how he does it, but again, I probably Peter probably does the same thing. He knows all the tricks. Knows that you go through Travelocity between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. on the third Tuesday of every month, or whatever. You know, I'm sure that's how that all works, but you know. Good on them.
0: We're getting dicked, aren't we?
1: It looks that way. I emailed the publicist. And, and that's just the way it goes, I guess. So. so. Just let me know when I can start bashing them. <laughs> We're not going to start bashing them. It's typical with the band guys. The band guys. You know, dude, we've had a while since we've had a blow off.
0: And speaking of band guys. Yeah. We still have our thing coming up here in a month. A month from we today. Do.
1: We do, yep. Thursday,
0: 19th, March 19th is our thing.
1: Yes, that would be Soil, I, uh, Union Underground, Raw, and Flaw at the Winchester.
0: I have already taken the 20th off, by the way. Okay. I got to get a hold
1: of the Winchester. I've left them numerous messages. They're not hitting me back just to tell me what we need to do. But we do we do need to get a hold of them at some point. But it's going to, I can't wait for it. I, I've been messaging back and forth with Tim King from um, Soil, and I do got to thank Tim King. Remember on the show, I, I said that, um, you know, I, I asked him about some old stuff, and he said he would put together a care package for me and send it. Dude, yeah. he must have sent me 25 CDs. He sent me a big old box of CDs. Wow. All kinds of good stuff in it. Like for, for me, good stuff. I don't know for you, it would be any of it. But it was all like, I, some of it was, some of it you'd probably like. I'll give you some of like the soil stuff and, stu- and that kind yeah. of stuff he sent me. But sent me like a lot of like really old crowbar and bands like that that I love. You know the real
2: heavy cool, meaty man.
1: stuff. And sent me the new plush CD, which I appreciated because now I have it to get signed when they're here in June. Cool. So um, you know, just I I just wanted to say thanks to him for that because he didn't have to send that shit. You know. Yeah. You know, as well as I do, everybody says, yeah, I'll send you this or that. And then and nobody Half of the does. time they, don't, they send Yeah, that. not half the time. Almost all the time they <laughs> <All> don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but yeah, sure as shit. He he sent me a package and, and you know, and, and it, he said, it's coming. And sure enough, I received it. So very cool. So that was definitely cool, man. Just good stuff. So, well, yeah, it does not look like our guy, uh, Tony Dickinson from... Art of Anarchy is gonna be showing up. And if he does, we're gonna blow him off because we got another guest at five o'clock or five oh five. But Absolutely. You know, we got Ryan coming on and I texted him this morning and he said he was coming on. So so I'm confident that Ryan Phillip of of Power Slap is gonna be on. Yeah. Yeah. on. You know, he definitely wants to come on. So that'll be fun, but
0: It makes me sad, though. I mean, I probably shouldn't even say it. I'm
1: not going to say anything. I'll just leave it to myself. No, no.
0: I I mean, I have dealt with a lot of... Sorry, I'm sick. uh, A lot of celebrities, Mm -hmm. so-called in my life. Yeah. And some of them are the most gracious, nicest people that you're going to meet. And down Mm to earth, and they are happy and, and, and excited to be where they're at in life. And they thank the people... That are the fans for, you know, listening sure. to them or watching them, whether it's sports, whether it's the music biz, whatever it is. And then some of them are fucking dicks. <laughs> some of them are just so entitled mm-hmm. and they think that you know, the world owes them. And that it's because of their talent that they are where they are. And they have the nerve to thank the, the good Lord for, mm-hmm. for blessing them. No, you dick. You thank your mom and your dad, who had sperm and stuff that enabled you to be able to sing, <laughs> right? And then your sorry ass went to some concerts and you you got up in front of some people and somebody you know, broke your talent. You should be thanking those people. Mm-hmm. No, if the Lord cared about your dumbass singing and lets children die, then that's not a Lord I want to be praying to on a day to day basis.
1: Right. Yeah, I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank first and foremost. I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus for yeah. for what. For what? It was your mom that drove you to every stupid baseball game that you played right. from the time you were four. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They forced
0: you into it when you probably didn't even want to go. Yeah, exactly. And when you made it, it certainly wasn't the good Lord who gave you the talent.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, their justification usually is, well, I bought her a house, so I guess we're good there.
0: Yeah, I see somebody like that jelly roll. You know, big fat guy just got out of prison, a drug addict, he's got teardrops all over his face, right from killing people. He's dating <laughs> a fucking porn star or married to a porn <laughs> star. Oh, I just want to thank the Lord. Well, what? I'd be thinking the Lord I wasn't in prison too and banging a porn star, but I don't think the Lord had anything to do with it. <laughs> you don't like
1: jelly roll, huh?
0: Uh, in fact, I like his music. And he's welcome on this show anytime. Oh
1: you, good luck.
0: But I, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Lord is the one that got him out of everything.
1: No, definitely not. No, he's some. I, as far as I know, he just the only reason he got out of it is because he changed his life. He changed his life.
0: There you go. And not some book for changing his life.
1: And yeah, not 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 some book look, he read.
0: Look, every guy can say, "Oh, I'd love to be married to a porn star, dude." She took giant penises for a living, and now she's with <laughs> you because you make millions of dollars singing country songs. Yeah. That's why she's with you.
1: No, she's it's it's his charm. It's she's his
0: charm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen that dude? I'm a fat guy. Look, you could probably barely see that thing on him. She was dating guys with penises the size of my arm. And yeah. Jelly roll of all people has got uh, yeah, her in bed. With her. Get the hell out of here.
1: I'm sure it's all about the personality. Oh,
0: he's got a great personality.
1: I'm sure that's what it is. It's the personality. It's it, she makes speak. him laugh.
0: Underneath the sixteen things tattoos, he's got a great personality.
1: She makes him laugh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he makes her laugh when he gets naked. Yeah. You know there's another one that that has a smoking hot chick for the same obvious reason? Wolfgang uh, Van Halen. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. Well, why not? He's married to he just got married to some chick that's like forty thousand rungs above his um his uh stature. But I guess when you got Van Halen money. You get that. Look,
0: (laughs) I'm not saying I didn't marry out of my league. Of course I married out of my league. But you know, at least I know why my wife married me. My wife at least started dating me. She said specifically that she thought that I had money. She thought (laughs) I was on radio and doing, like, boardings and stuff like that. Hey, morning guy. He's going to be making some money. The guy's got to have Howard
1: Stern money. (laughs) But I fooled
0: her for long enough that I was able to, hey, I fixed your car for you. Oh, yeah. I fixed your tie, rod. It only cost me $300. Yeah, look. Oh, he's got money, and he's, and he's funny, and he's going to make something with his life. No, little did she know that I have $0. I'm going to lose <laughs> a fucking leg. And look what she signed up for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she definitely, um, she definitely got hooked in before she knew what she was hooked into, right? Sure, <laughs> God. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I don't even want to hear about this guy. This guy got the fucking lottery ticket of all lottery tickets.
0: It's funny that he's brought up. You know, he actually called me the other day. Really? No, it was the most uncom- uncomfortable com- conversation I've ever had because I, you know, it was one of the times I was able to. What? Well, no, it was Friday. I think he called me, so I was not sick yet. But I was in the bathroom doing my my business. Right. And all of a sudden, the phone rings, and it's Billy Morris. So now I'm sitting there staring at my phone as it's ringing, going, I am taking a shit. But Billy is calling me. If he I don't answer, answer, I will never get a hold of this guy again. Right. So I have to answer. You know when you talk to somebody in the bathroom, it's all echoey. You can yeah. you know it's not they're sitting like in a kitchen somewhere. You know they're sitting in a bathroom.
1: Yeah. They're like, sitting there just Ugh, taking Ugh, Ugh. Yeah. It's Just dropping a deuce, you hear the splashing of the water.
0: But so I had to talk to him. So I'm like trying to cover up the phone, like, hey Billy, how you doing? <laughs> And so I, I talked to him, though, for a little bit, and you know he was ask, asking me to come out to his show on Saturday night because it was going he's playing right by the house. And I had planned on going until I was sick and didn't get out of bed. Now I feel bad, and he'll probably never call my phone ever again.
1: <laughs> Just go to a different show.
0: I missed my opportunity.
1: Dude, it isn't like Billy won't be playing again and again and again. Jeez, oh, man. I mean, come on. You know when the next time Billy will be playing by your house? Probably next week. Yeah, because he's always playing.
0: But I felt really bad. I, uh, was like one, I, I don't get sick that often, but I was really, really sick.
1: Well, and you can't go. I mean, dude, better that you stayed home than get everybody in the whole room sick. Because you know damn well if you would have gone and he's he's shaking your hand and, you know, bro-hugging you and Leah's giving you a hug and, you know, anybody else that recognizes you is at least shaking shaking your hand. They all go home sick. Yeah. You know, you might as well just stay home. I get that.
0: So I'll get this one. My sister-in-law decided she's going to take a trip to Egypt.
1: Yeah, why?
0: Uh, Because her trip to Israel got canceled because of war. So now she's going to Egypt, or is in Egypt currently. uh, And she, uh, Egypt, who is now trying to put up a wall because of all the refugees from Gaza that are coming over there and the remaining Hamas people. Or uh, fleeing into Egypt, uh, so she's there, which is fantastic. I mean, you know, apparently, she likes war torn areas to go hang out. Yeah, on. I
1: was gonna say, what a what an odd time to say. Yeah, let me go over there. Let I me think go I'd Middle be. <laughs>
3: I think
1: I think I'd be stopping around Japan. That's about as far east as I'm going. I ain't going any further.
0: There's plenty of places in America that I haven't seen. I think I'm good to go here.
1: Yeah, you know what? Grand Canyon probably a lot safer. A lot safer. They got rocks and holes just like Egypt. So she, yeah,
0: <laughs> wow. And she has a dog now that I have to dog sit for the next two weeks of my life, dude. Ugh. Does it get along with your dog? Well, so far it seems like it. I mean, but like my is a little bit bigger. This is like a tiny little shih tzu thing, whatever they're called. Okay.
1: It. Yeah. So you're so, worried about your dog killing that dog?
0: I'm worried about my dog actually murdering her dog. <laughs> When we all leave for work and school. And then her dog likes to eat shit, like literally eat Uh, shit sometimes. uh. so now I'm worried about a dog having an accident in the house and then the dog, like, eating shit. Then I'm worried about other dog eating other dog's food. Then I'm worried about the toys that are now getting ripped to shreds by my dog that are the other dog's. And, and I'm worried about the other dog getting like having a nervous reaction, running upstairs and pissing all over the place. There are so many things that go wrong by having two dogs. I look like an animal farm here now. I have two cats, <laughs> I got two dogs, I got a tortoise all roaming the house doing whatever the hell they want to do.
1: That's nuts. No thanks. Yeah, I, I turn down everybody's request to to watch their pets. I will not do it. I don't like pets anyway. So for me, it's like, psh. You know, uh, can you watch? No, absolutely no. I'll help you pay for the kennel if that's what you need, but I sure as hell ain't going to have your pet here. No, thank you. Look, I don't mind, but, you know, my dog came from
0: a horrific situation as it is. You know, she was a rescue when there was 41 other beagles that were being hoarded by some asshole in Lakewood. Right. So she been through a, a terrible thing and like we rescued her and brought her here to give her a safe home away from that mess that it was. And now, when you throw another dog all of a sudden in the mix, she gets a little bit jealous. She gets a little bit upset and she's not used to it.
1: Yeah. You're, again, you're, you're way better than me, dude. I'm, I'm the guy that's like, just put them all down. I know that's heartless, but I'm, I'm that guy. Don't even wrestle them into the kennel for a couple of weeks until you put them down. Just put them down. Nobody's taking them. For every one of you that rescues a pet, how many do you think end up over at the crematory over there in um, downtown? (laughs) And look, as somebody that used to burn those bags on Mondays, I can tell you they, they, they put down hundreds of dogs and cats a week. So if they're putting yep. down hundreds, do you think that there's a hundred that's rescued that makes it worthwhile? Uh, no way. And she said something like, you know, thank
0: you so much for saving me like uh you know, 800 dollars on a kettle. I said, yeah, you're right. I I'm, I'm only going to charge you 5. <laughs> but like so, I'm, but in reality I'm not charging anything. So I'm doing this for nothing and feeding this dog and everything else for nothing.
1: Yeah, you're so losing money on this deal.
0: I, yeah, I'm losing money on this deal and then worrying that I'm going to come home to like the one dog being splattered all, of, all over the living floor.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. You can have that, dude. Good for you for being a good brother-in-law, I guess. But whew. And I love
0: animals. I just do. I love animals. I talked to somebody the other day, and they said, you know what I would hope for? I said, what? I would hope that the two dogs would eat the two cats, and then one dog would eat the other dog, and then explode from eating too much food and die.
1: See, that's um, that's, a, that's I,
0: horrible to say. Why would you say that? I love have animals.
1: Have you always had pets? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, see I'm I had, pet, I had a pet I had pets when I was younger and I mean a lot younger, like five, six years old or whatever. And I remember my cat died and that was it. After that I didn't want another pet. I never wanted one.
0: In my adult life I've had pets. Like I had fish to begin with, and I killed those accidentally. <laughs> Then I had a snake, and I fucking hate snakes, dude. Like, I love animals, but I hate snakes. So why I got a snake, I'm not sure why I got a snake. But it was like an albino python or something like that. It was purple, white, red eyes. Why in the hell did you want that? It was cool looking. Back then, I was with MMS, so I had, like, eyebrow piercings. I had 14 earrings in each ear. I had, like, a chain wallet thing going on. I first started getting my first tattoos all over the place. And so I was like, all right, I'm a badass. I should own a snake. It didn't go well. I mean, like, it bit me once, and I never took it out of the aquarium again. And then one day, it was like 95 outside, and I accidentally let the heater on the tank and like that thing just fried to the bottom of the glass. So <laughs> oh, <too> bad. <laughs> and then I had an African rope fish, which looks like a snake, but it's like a fish. So it swims around, but I guess it can live outside the land for a little while. But I had a cat, too. So this fucking thing jumped out of the, the tank. And started, the
1: fish like, did? It's an African rope fish. Okay, but it jumped out of the tank.
0: Because it's like a snake, but a fish. So it can live outside the water for a little while. Okay. But it jumped out of the damn tank and landed on the floor. And because I had a cat, the cat was shedding all over the place. and It was rolling around on the floor, but it got caught in all the cat hair, which ended up suffocating from the poor thing and died. <laughs>
1: Wow. That sucks. (laughs) Then I've
0: had, since then I've just had cats and and, and like now I got the tortoise, then two cats and a dog. Right. Wow. (laughs) Which is really bad for somebody that's poor having all those animals to feed and take care of. That's why I don't, well, eat a lot, but not like stuff that I should be eating because it's too expensive because I'm taking care of all these animals all the time.
1: Yeah. Dude, I I wonder about that. My girl Kelly, she has two monster dogs. Like they're big. They're both. They're both probably about a hundred to a hundred and twenty pound dogs. I mean, they're very big dogs. And I constantly can't even figure out how she can feed them. I, I mean, how much food do you have to feed a hundred and twenty pound dog? Get out, man. And she's got two of them.
0: Jesus.
1: And they ain't thin. They're 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 getting their food. That's for sure. I don't know if they're eating squirrels or whatever in the backyard, but whew, uh, fuck that. That's that's too much bills for me. No thanks. Yeah, she's she said to me once that she was leaving me her dogs, if she like in her will, and I was like, well, you might as well just leave it to the kennel because I'm not taking them. I was like, I will drop them off on the way home from the funeral. <laughs> I am not taking those dogs. No chance. <laughs> I just can't do it, dude. Dude, it's like even... I'm, mean, And I'll tell you why real quick. When, I don't know, this was 20 years ago or so now, probably more. Um, I, I've i had this pet thing forever that I just don't want pets. My ex at one point comes to me and says, uh, my sister's coming up. Her sister lives in North Carolina. And she wants us to take this dog. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do not want a dog. We can't afford a dog. I was making dick money at the time. I was making like 30 grand a year with three babies. Three little kids, wife, yeah, house, everything. And she's like, oh, we're going to take it. A- it's a black lab. It was a baby black lab. I was like, absolutely not. Do not want this dog. Do not bring this dog. I don't want it. Two days later, here's her sister with the damn dog. We ended up keeping the damn dog. I absolutely refused to help in any way with that dog until it died. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't take care of it. Me and Georgette always took different vacations, and I always made her kennel the dog. I wouldn't take care of it when she was on vacation and I was here. I was like put it in a kennel cuz I'm not I'm not going to feed it. You will come home to one dead hungry dog cuz I will not feed it, I will not take care of it. And I didn't for the entire run. If it ran like if it it was one of those wild ones too. Yeah. So it would like take off down the street. She'd be like get get we got to get to go catch the dog. Nope. <laughs> See ya. I wouldn't help. I I refused to help and I I'm so jaded to pets now, it's not even fun because of that. But I also think, and and tell me if I'm wrong on this, if you're not a pet person, you should not have a pet. No. How many pet people do you know that are not pet people, but they have pets and they don't take care of them the right way? No.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, should not.
1: If, if you're not into the pet, if you're not going to love that animal, if you're not gonna walk it every day and pet it and play with it and do all the things to make it feel like it's the, you know, your baby, your child, then you gotta you, you gotta take care of the dog, man, or the cat. Wait, a couple of things, real quick, before our guest comes on, uh, if he comes on.
0: Um, I had it. The last dog that I had, I got him at the uh, at the pound. His name was Brillo because he looked like a Brillo pad. Okay. He was a dick outed dog. Like, you know, dick Goddard. Sure. Had, you know, mm-hmm. they were dogs. And it was really cool. Greatest dog of all time. Dude. Like, greatest. Right. And these dogs, I'm telling you, they do have a mind, they have feeling, and they know what the hell is going on. Sure. That dog lived to be like 17 years old, which is long for dogs. Mm-hmm. And he was great. Loved him. Never thought I'd find a better, uh, another dog. Now I found this dog that I have now, Presley. You can see a picture of her on. My Facebook page. I put up a picture yesterday. Sure. I don't know if you can pull it up. But I'm, I'm like, looking you know, for
1: it real quick. Give me a minute. Go ahead.
0: And you know what this dog has done twice now? Because we buy her toys all the time. You know, one, but twice I bought her like little stuff like monkey toys. Hmm. And twice now she is. The other toys that she gets, she rips apart. So there's fuzz and shit all over the place. With these two toys that look like people or whatever you want to call them. She's ripped off the right leg and nothing
1: else. <laughs> That's nuts.
0: Now, this dog, every single night before I go to you know, relax in the living room and stuff with my, my family, there she yeah. is. Every single night when I go to relax with my family, at the end of the day, I go into my bedroom. I sit down in a wheelchair. That dog comes right in with me sits down right next to my chair and just waits as I take off my leg and I put my leg off to the side, and I take off like you know, a little sleeve, whatever, that goes into the leg to keep the leg attached, and I take that off, put it off to the side, and that dog doesn't move. She sits right there, lets me pet her until I'm done taking my leg off and everything, and then as soon as I'm ready to wheel out in the living room, she grabs a toy, and then she walks behind me as I wheel out in the living room. Never in front of me. Always walks behind me as I head out in the living room, and then sits down next to me on the couch where I'm sitting, because... This dog knows. And the mm-hmm. fact that there's been two animals that have had legs on them, toys, and she's ripped yeah. off her right leg and nothing else on those toys. She's okay. right leg. Brought a tear to my eye the other day. I wish I could show it to you now, but I don't have it up here. But it's almost like she's doing it on purpose.
1: Might be. Look, dogs are smart.
0: Some people, but it's true.
1: Animals are smart and they they certainly try to adapt to the situation they're in because they don't want to get back. They don't want to go back to being homeless just like a person doesn't want to go back to being homeless. Nobody wants to, you know, live in squalor and not be taken care of and whatnot. So the dog's probably trying to show you, hey, I'm I'm down with you. Don't throw me out again. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, for me personally, I could not take care of a dog. I wouldn't take care of a dog and I know that or a cat or any of that stuff. I know I wouldn't, so I don't. And when people are like, "Oh, cuz I get a bunch of people especially they're like, "Oh, you're going to you you're living by yourself, you're single. You should get a dog." I'm like, "Get a dog? What are you kidding? It's way too much hassle in that for me." You know, as yeah. a single guy, anytime I want to go somewhere, I got to make sure somebody's there to take care of the dog and I can't stay overnight if I end up somewhere too drunk or something because I gotta, I gotta rush home to take care of the dog and feed the pet and take him out. Ugh, no, I want nothing to do with any of that shit. It's too much. It's too much like responsibility. We heard back from the other guy. <laughs> he, I haven't even. I told him five o five. Okay. Because I thought we were gonna go till five o'clock and then have a little buffer and then come in. So. If you want to play a commercial and then we'll come back to him, that'd be cool. Yes, we could. Yeah. Why don't we do that?
0: I am fading fast. I can tell. (laughs) All right. I guess uh, we'll be right back. All right.
2: KRFK Radio has the best hard rock and metal on the planet. Featuring... Joe Elliott Def Leppard vocalist and host of the Joe Elliott radio show Are you serious? Eddie Trunk host of the biggest metal programs ever on radio and MTV Charlie Kendall creator and host of Metal Shop For adults only Dee Snyder Twisted Sister Vocalist, and host of The House of Hair. Any questions? Ron Keel, The Metal Cowboy, Ron Keel Band Vocalist, and host of Streets of Rock and Roll. And boss of this here outfit. L.A. Lloyd, host of The Rock Countdown. And here comes the best part. The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris Aiken, And Hairball John. Am I on the air? Together, they reach all, and I mean all, hard rock and heavy metal fans. And you can only find them all together here on KRFK Radio. Hey everybody, it's Don Docking. and when I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out. It's a lot of fun
1: when you want to have fun in pennsylvania there's only one place to go pinball pa located near the pittsburgh airport we have over 420 classic pinball machines and arcade games that you can play admission starts at only 24.99 want to have a party well there's no better place than pinball pa Visit our website today at www.pinballpa.com to get more information or to book your next small or large party. Pinball PA, it's where the action is.
2: Advertise your business or service today on The Seth Williams
4: Show. We offer video commercial advertising live and in rebroadcast of our show daily. Commercials are permanently placed within the video on demand segments of our show, which are available on the CMS Network, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and CMS-TV. Web graphic advertising is also available on the thesethwilliamsshow.com. Get your business, service, or band the recognition it deserves by advertising on a great show like The Seth Williams Show. Email us at sales at Show.com today. Let us work with you to improve awareness about you.
1: Welcome back. And we're here. I'm... I'm- I'm. What do you call it on Instagram? Messaging.
0: I guess yes.
1: I'm messaging, and he hit me up and said, "Yo," and I said, "Yo," and now we're there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is one of them shows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the one time that you're sick and you really could use everything to go smoothly. <laughs> so I, really
0: I got to get him for something else too. So
1: I know. We. we I'm trying to get him. I'm definitely trying to get him. And I want to have him on just because I love Power Slap. I don't care what oh, anybody... There he right is. Here. Bring him on. There he is. How you doing, my friend?
4: Hey, what's up, boys? How you doing?
1: What's up, Ryan? Good to meet you, man.
4: Yeah, you too. What's up, guys?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: there we go. Well, let us give you a proper introduction, man. Um, <laughs> On with us right now. I have been singing the praises of Power Slap for a year and a half or two years, whatever it's been since the initial thing was on um, on what T- TNT or TBS or whatever it was. Um, I love the sport. Power Slap is fantastic. Um, Ryan here, Ryan Phillips, is the number one heavyweight contender right now for the Power Slap championship. He just knocked the living shit out of his opponent. Let's let's uh we're let's let's uh recap uh, Ryan's uh Ryan's most recent trip to the um to the power slap. So this is. A-
0: to start slapping people
1: in the crowd you know, right? <laughs> that was my first question dude what did these guys say to you two seconds after they just watched you take someone's head off that you were ready to go jump them in the crowd
4: it was it was actually throughout the whole entire match every time i would go back in my corner i would be seeing um i guess it was a buffalo pills wide receiver named deon dawkins okay uh, and he was giving me the finger and giving me the thumbs down, <laughs> calling me fat, telling me I sucked. So when I knocked him out, I gave him a little taste of his medicine, you know. Told him, to "STFU." <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dude, I love the sport. I am an as I told you on Instagram, man. I love it. I I have told a bunch of people, and I'm sure you've done this as well as an actual participant. You tell people about the sport and they immediately are like it's fucking stupid it's not a sport it's just it's it's barbaric everything under the sun wrong to which I I contend exactly what you told me maybe not in the same words but you told me that it is the rebirth of the the true gladiators come out it's man on man it's there's no no art to it like boxing it's not the sweet science it's i'm here you're here let's see who can fucking knock who hardest that being you as a contender in it i'm sure for you there's a lot more to it so tell us a little bit about power slap and how it is a competition to you and how you get yourself ready for it
4: yeah, I mean, a lot of people say it's not a sport, but it's uh, pretty much clear as day a sport. I mean, it's a competition between two individuals. You get up there, and you know, you're, you're well for this. It's a combat sport. You know, you're trying to cause harm to the other person to get the win. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, for me, like like I told you, you know, you just said it, it's a, a rebirth of the gladiators. It's a modern day shootout, in my opinion. There's m- big money on the line, so this this is just like a resurgence of the old days, in my opinion. It's two, you know, no fear gladiators, the the mark of their towns, the mark of their cities. You know, Nate Bernard, who I uh, who I just knocked out, uh, great guy nonetheless, but uh, you know, definitely follow him in his journey. He's going to be a big big thing, uh, you know, in the future. But uh, his city, you know, his city looks up to him. You know, Cleveland. Sure. I'm I'm just coming around. You know, you guys are from Cleveland and. You know, people are starting to see me, you know, that I'm the gladiator coming out of Cleveland. So, um, you know, I just train real hard. I, I lift weights. I, I say steaks and weights. That's the diet, you know, eating right. iron, eating steaks, um, you know, just eating the protein and getting jacked, you know, trying to get a, as strong as humanly possible so I can, you know, stay atop the competition.
0: Now, people don't understand that there are rules to this. It's not like you just go up there. You know, slap somebody, you can club them with your – there are rules to how you can actually slap somebody. What are those rules?
4: Right. So we have a a few uh, rules, but um, they mainly come down to three. It's uh, flinching, clubbing, and stepping. And um, these rules have multiple uh, enunciations to them because with stepping, you know, with your feet, you have to keep your feet parallel together. They have to be flat on the floor. Um, and for instance, let's say, uh, when you make your slap, you take a step and then you slap That's stepping, you can't step. It starts turning into a right hook rather than a slap. Um, you know, you can pivot your foot and that's like a, you know, turning into a a punch. So that's also a step. Um, you know, flinching is when you don't take the full impact of the hand as it was measured. So when someone measures up and they throw a slap and you're like this (laughs) and you go away from it. that's a flinch um, to, you know, you get two for flinching. So once you have a flinch, you know, the other person gets to, to slap again.
1: That is the, the um, pass interference of, of you guys' sport because <laughs> who wants to get slapped a second time, to- especially if you get hit hard, which you do, because I mean, you're, you, you may be flinching, but you're still Most of the time when people flinch, and I've watched, I think I've watched literally every minute of it that has been on Rumble and on TV, Nice. when people flinch, first of all, they get hit in the ear, which hurts a hell of a lot more than getting hit in the face, you know, getting hit in that ear hurts, but then to have to do it again, right away, without any break, no way, that's got to be the worst, No.
4: Yeah, you don't want to flinch. That's for sure, and especially <laughs> if you do it. If you do it twice, you know that it turns into a point deduction, which is, you know, really bad. And right. then if you do it, if you do it three times in a row, that's a disqualification. So you actually, uh, they stop the match and they'll they'll give the, uh, the person who's not flinching the win. So now, right on. Now, how difficult is it though? Because you know,
1: I know
0: me. I it's not like I've never been in a fight. I've been in a fight, but every time that somebody's taking a swing, my natural reaction is. Holy shit, and try to flinch or back up or not get hit. I don't want to get hit. So, how tough is it to stand there? I mean, you got a balls of steel just to stand there and let somebody smack the shit out of you. True.
4: Um, Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of guts. Um, You know, for me, I haven't had a problem. I don't flinch. You know, I'll just sit there and take it Um, because I've definitely been hit harder than any human being. So, um, I know that um, a lot of guys. They, they have a lot of uh, maybe trust issues or a lot of things going on in their head or they don't, you know, there's no confidence within themselves. You know, it's, it's a lot of mind games, too. You know, it, a lot of people see it as just physical, but there's a lot of uh, spiritual and mindful things going on during the match that if you're either one way or another, you know, it could actually turn the tides.
1: I have to say about you, man, you specifically, and and there's a few guys that do this as well, but you, I think the most impressive thing of your game is not even the slapping at all. It's when you get really whomped hard and you don't give them anything. That would intimidate me to just, I've been a zillion fights too. And I'll tell you what, if I hit somebody really hard and they're just like, okay, what's next? I'm like, all right, I'm about to get my ass kicked. How do you keep that? And I know that's a mental thing for you. How do you keep yourself from
4: going, oh, my God, you know, and yeah. rubbing your face and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I've been hit harder than any human being on this planet, so I'm already confident enough I could take this shot. Um, you know, when I uh, fought Nate, Nate Bernard is a six four, you know, weighing in over 265 he's usually weighing in around 300 so uh he had a cut weight for this fight which i'm sure he gained all of it back during just one night of eating a lot of pasta or something so um you know i wasn't afraid of it this is something i I just i just know i'm made for i could i could take hits um i've taken really hard hits from people before and kept on ticking and you know ended up beating their ass so um it's just something i guess that i have within me that it's just you know I, i I could just take it. My defense also – I've, I've um, also crafted a defense towards this competition that has seemingly worked. So, yeah. Lucky. Now, is this
0: a monitored league? I mean, is it an actual, like, sanctioned league?
4: Yes, sir. it's
0: watched by, a, like, a, a governing body or anything like that? There's PEDs and all that kind of stuff. Regulated – how do they – what kind of regulations yeah. are –
4: um, well, we did have the uh, well, we have the Nevada State Athletic Commission taking care of us right now in Nevada. Uh, but yes, it is a sanctioned sport. Um, you know, we also have a lot of uh, doctors on site, and um, it's it's just yeah, it's all regulated. It's like the if it, NFL, it's it's getting big as the NFL or the NHL or, or something of that sort. You know, with the regulations and. Um, it's definitely uh, here to stay. It's a big sport. Is that Dana White yeah. at your door right now? No, it's a, it's a bunch of kids trying to sell me something, but they're gonna have to. Uh, You're well, gonna have you to wait. slap the shit out of them. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs>
1: well, Ryan, I I did want to ask you too. You know, as somebody that watched the first season. It, it, and, I, and I'm a fan of UFC, too, so I've watched a, a ton of seasons of the UFC you know, Ultimate Fighter as well. They tend to make celebrities out of guys, and they tried to do that in the first season with you guys. But I actually think in a lot of cases with, with um, the first season of Power Slap, it actually hurt. Like, and, and I'll point to AJ, AJ Hins as one example. They built him up to be unstoppable, and then he's been stopped. A couple of times now and it's like i almost wonder if by you kind of not being one of those featured main guys that they were in you know 30 of the 40 minutes of of the shows if that actually helped you do you think it did because it left you a little a little off the radar
4: no i, I well what happened with me was um i got uh, pretty injured Uh, during the show itself so that that took me out for quite a bit and put me in the uh, role of a coach so i was a corner for about four four or five of the power slap cards but um with me you know they they did push me i mean i was in the first episode with the one Mm Eye wolf fight and then uh, my episode with Dwayne. it did cover the the injury and it covered our fight as well um but um you know people see me right now as the dark horse but uh Honestly, it's just because I, up until Darius, I haven't been able to really fight at a hundred percent or near a hundred percent healthy. So um, this is just me getting healthier, and this is what I'm—I've been supposed to do for quite some time now.
0: I'm not trying to pry or anything, but how's the money for a sport like this? Is it getting bigger?
4: Yeah, it's. There's people who train all their lives that I wish they can—they can make the money that we're making right now.
1: That's good. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how much how how much do you train a day, a week? I mean, do you train every day a couple of hours?
4: Or well, I I was training three times a week uh, for the most part. With the injury, I, I had to slow it down, and I was doing physical therapy, and you know nothing too strenuous. But uh, when I was going full force before the the road to the title one season, uh, I, I was going five times a week sometimes two a days, you know, just going crazy and and I was really really into it but now that I'm fighting for the championship belt, that's going to come back.
1: Sure so it, it's going to be what? You and Damian DeBell? Is that is that correct?
4: Let's hope so. It has not nothing official yet, but that's what the stars are aligning to.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, he's he's the belt holder, right? He's the belt holder, you're the number one guy. I would think that's the next Power Slap 7 headline, right? Uh, you, you would you would hope. Let's
4: see, man. You never know. <laughs> you know These, can play some tricks on you. So, but uh, yeah, my fingers are crossed. I got Damien the, the Bell. I'm about to ring the bell and bring the belt back to Cleveland, baby. Uh, <laughs>
0: do you never get like, all right? See now, this is what I picture: guys see you on TV slapping shit out of people, and they go, "I can take this guy." So, some yeah. drunk ass at a bar says, "All right, let, let me see if you can take a slap from me." You have dumb asses that try to challenge you and stuff.
4: Oh yeah, all the time. It's uh, you know, it's it's hard to hurt their ego and tell them, you know, you probably don't want to take a slap from me. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it, it comes up every now and then. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Dude, how how happy, and, and, and if you're not happy, say this too, but I'm going to assume you're happy about the fact that the leader of Power Slap, and obviously UFC as well, is Dana White, who is so outspoken about not caving in to woke culture to speech culture he's like i'm going to let my guys be my guys and and that's just the way it goes and and he he you know he takes tons of heat probably a whole lot more than any of you guys do he takes a ton of heat for things that are said by the fighters and you know and and he he brunts that so that you guys don't have to i have to imagine that's encouraging in a sport like this where it's all adrenaline based and where you might say some stupid shit in the heat of battle, you know, in the heat of the battle, you're not like, like you knocked that dude out and you're ready to fight the whole crowd because yeah. you're super, super hyped up. If you had an owner that was like pulling you aside after and saying, well, we're going to find you five grand and we're not going to let you fight for three fights or something. That oh. would suck. No.
4: Yeah. That would definitely suck. You know, luckily the environment that we're surrounded by is, full of alcohol and uh, sure <laughs> marijuana or something but uh you know there's a lot of a lot of uh stuff going on in the crowd but it was a lot of fun man for, for our first event to have a, the crowd there like that and uh just having that interaction was is pretty wild
1: sure now do you think that power slap is gonna stay its own entity and i and i'm i'll give you a scenario which is me making it up. So it's not something I read or something. It's literally me making it up. But I think, I personally think it would grow the sport faster. It would make so much sense to me if they did, if they integrated power slap into UFC fights so that you would get a bigger audience, you would get more eyes on it and have, you know, you know, as well as I do, I'm sure you've watched the UFC a million times too. There's a lot of dead time between fights It would be great if the fight ends, a UFC fight ends. The podium comes up. They bring (laughs) you guys in. Boom! You do the walk in. Everything's all set up, and have like three or four power slap matches in between the four or five fights in the main card of, you know, UFC three hundred five or whatever.
4: Well, first of all, it would be kind of amazing to see the table come up through the octagon. Now, now that, that would be True. crazy. You know what I mean? That, that right in and of itself would be a whole dawn of a new era. Sure. Seeing, that, seeing the table come up from the octagon. But, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if, if that could happen or not. You know, the, really the only thing we have connected to the UFC is Dana White. Right. Um, You know, I think the investors are different. I know WME is a a large stakeholder in the UFC themselves. So I don't they have really nothing to do with you with power slap. Um, But um, I mean, that relationship with Dana White and the UFC, you never know. Um, As you can tell, they're kind of putting on events before big UFC events because our next event is coming up before UFC 300. So um, I don't know. You might see a power slap match in between fights at some point. There might be like a, a a prelim of a power slap on a card to you know just drive us a little bit more forward. But really, we're we're steamrolling ahead as is without it. So right
1: on, dude. Tell me and, and this I I don't know where she came from. I don't know anything about her. Tell me about Nina drama.
4: Oh Nina, <laughs> yeah. Nina is a she's a very uh, awesome person. She's very sweet. Um, she she's a wild a great, card. <laughs> she does a, she does a great job with just being personable and coming off personable in her interviews. And yeah. that's her. You know that that's actually her. When you talk to her off camera, she's just she's like that. You know, what I mean, she's okay. very sarcastic, and she's just cool to be around. And yeah, she's a joy. To, she's a joy to have. And I know she gets a lot of hate from the fans, but I mean, she's really. She's great at her job, man. She yeah. she does a great job.
1: I can't imagine how anybody could hate her. I I know in in the last Power Slap that you were on, uh, in Power Slap 6, she had like a probably a 20 25 minute run there in the middle kind of. I, I don't know if it was like between the prelims and the the featured fights but she went like 25 minutes and she was talking to youtube guys and rappers and charles barkley and and she yeah. had everybody saying wild shit and i was just like damn this is new this is different i loved it personally i thought it was great
4: yeah it seems like we can get away with a lot more being that we're not on like t- television or right we <laughs> rumble you know rumbles uh, a free speech advocate and like you were saying dana white himself is a free speech advocate which uh you know to answer your question on that as well you know it it isn't that hard to be pro free speech or or to stay on the line of, you know, what's right cuz we're losing our human rights and we're losing, you know, our amendments and things of that sort at a very fast rate and we a lot of people don't realize it. So, sticking up for what's been the norm or should be the norm is kind of easy in my opinion. If anyone said to me that I would have to say something or speak a different way, it's a big fuck you for me. I'll give him the finger all that. It's easy. <laughs> I
1: uh-huh. hear you, man. <laughs> Dude, who's hit you the hardest?
4: Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Man, this is a good question. So, um, first of all, the guy in the mosh pit at the um, Peabody's back <laughs> in, like, maybe like 10 years ago, he knocked me out. He's like 400 pounds. He punched me in the back of the head. He actually knocked me out. That's the only time I've ever been knocked out in my life. So that guy. Wow. Okay. But um, but in Power Slap, um, you know, you got the one-eyed wolf who he was throwing some speed balls at my face. That Those things were crazy. Um, Dwayne, he, he did a lot of damage, but I wouldn't say he hit hard. And I, I I don't mean that out of disrespect, but he did a ton of damage to me. Um, Darius didn't hit hard. He didn't have any shoes on. So that's, that's where that's at. And Nate's, uh, I think, I don't know. My defense was so good that I did not feel Nate's hits. Um, although when I got hit with the second one, it kind of blinded my eye, which was pretty weird, but, um. Yeah, I came back from it. So I'd say the one-eyed wolf was the hardest hitter so far. Is it a
0: lot of technique or is it muscle? I mean, is it? can anybody just get up there and slap the hell out of somebody or does it take a lot of technique to do it?
4: Yeah, it takes a lot of technique and it takes a lot of precision as well. Um, Like I said in previous interviews, you know, I give it up to my years of playing video games for my awesome hand-eye coordination. (laughs) Um, But I'm deadly accurate with my right hand. And uh, when it comes to that, you know, no one else can touch it, and I can just throw it as hard as I can, and it'll always be on target.
0: See, I was going to say something totally different with Dead Eye with my right hand, but not video games. <laughs> 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 Woo! That's we'll a totally that to different show. Passage. Totally different show, my
4: friends. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, real dude... men doing the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, dude, tell people about your podcast as well, so that people can tune into that. And because it's a fun, it's a fun show, and you guys don't hold anything back there—that's for sure.
4: Yeah, we we have a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's called Barefisted Fisted Podcast. We do it. Uh, we, we used to do it every Thursday night, but we're thinking about doing it every Sunday because uh, we have four guys, and it seems like the schedule just works better for a Sunday night. Um, and everyone's probably in their PJs anyway, ready to go to sleep so they can catch some barefisted. fisted. Um, but it's just a bunch of uh, power slap guys. It's me disturbing the peace, Dorian Perez, number, think, three-ranked heavyweight now, or four-ranked. Uh, we got John Davis, who's the middleweight champion, uh, also from Cleveland area. And we also have Devin the Dapper Slapper, Schlong, uh, Sch- Schwan. <laughs> almost call him Schlong, but <laughs> Uh But he's a, a bare-knuckle fighter, and he should be coming back to Power Slap soon. Uh, he had some uh, medical stuff going on, so uh, he should be coming back. But it's a good show. We just uh, bullshit, basically. We have some guests on. From time to time, whether it be other power slap athletes or you know any sort of combat sport veteran, street beefs, we, we're affiliated with street beefs as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a good time. Come check us out, uh, barefisted podcast on all major platforms. We're on Instagram at barefisted podcast, YouTube at barefisted podcast, Rumble, and Twitch. Uh, and we're also now our Facebook also streams uh, live, so you can check us Very out there. Cool.
1: Oh, very cool, man. Well, dude, um when when is if you know, when is Power Slap 7 and are you a participant in it?
4: Um nothing has been said to me yet um but Power Slap 7 is April 12th. So the day before okay. UFC 300.
1: Well, wouldn't they be telling you by now? I mean, it's kind of it's only what 6 weeks away.
4: That's fine, and honestly, the longer I wait, the better it is because not only do I want to fight for the title, but I also want to be a coach for the next season of the Road to the Title. Okay. And and I think me and the Bell, Bell being the champion, me being the guy who's going to challenge him would be a great uh, duo for coaching.
1: And when when do they start that
4: up? A little birdie in the sky, I'm not too sure if I should say, but a little birdie in the sky says May. Okay, very good, man.
1: Well, I as I told you before, dude, and I've been selling on every show that I do, I love Power Slap. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Everybody that wants to hate it, go ahead, tell me I'm, I'm a fucking child for watching it. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the UFC. I love boxing. The more violent, the better. That's what I say. And, you know, people can say, this is my editorial here, people can say whatever they want to say about it. But until you go out there and do it, you really don't get an opinion. That's how I look at it is you want to say it's not a sport. Here's a guy that I'm sure would be more than willing to show you what it's about.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it don't, yeah, you know, it's the people that don't watch it and don't give it a chance are the ones that are talking all this stuff. So they just Mm -hmm. need to sit down, strap in, stay tuned, get entertained and just, you know, leave the hate at the door.
1: Yeah. And, and, the one thing I think that is overlooked and maybe it's overlooked because of YouTube. Tell me if you think this is true or not. I think people have seen a lot of some of these like other country versions of it, like the Lithuania ones or the Russian ones. And I mean, that's different than what you guys do. I mean, those guys with their 23, I mean, they just go until somebody's unconscious and some of them, their faces are all deformed and they're, you know, 35 rounds or something. They're beating the hell out of each other. This is much, it's much, I don't want to say civilized, because I guess it's never civilized to whack somebody in the face, but what you guys do is a lot more organized and a lot more standardized, I guess. And I don't see why anybody has a problem. I don't understand why people are okay with boxing, but not okay with what you guys are doing. You guys are taking less hits to the head. To me, it's safer.
4: It's true. I mean, I I came out of my last two matches uninjured at all. Like there was maybe a bruise and that was it for me. Um and same for my opponents. You know, they were okay. You know, Nate unfortunately got dazed twice in a big way. Um but he's all right. He's fine. He didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. He was he was okay. So um, we've had guys who have gone 30 fights and are still fine. They can talk perfectly fine. They can do arithmetic. They can do, you know, standing in a straight line. They pass all tests. So people hating on us, you know, hate all, all you want. But it is a, it is more, if you're comparing the, the Romanians to us, it is more civilized. That's a great Absolutely. word for it. We're a lot more civilized. We have more rules. We're more safety oriented. We mm-hmm. have doctors, nurses, and professional healthcare all around. Different different doctors, too. Not just one or two. We have like three or four. So it, we're, we're very safe, and, and we're definitely ready to make a big blow into the professional sports scene. Absolutely, man.
0: I, I, we appreciate you coming on, man, but we got to wrap this up. But I want you to do me a favor. Can you just hang on? Because there's something else i am got to talk to you about. So
4: Sure thing. All right. Awesome. Well, Thank there you. we go.
0: Hang on. Don't hang up, my friend. Hang on. Man. All right. We're going to wrap up the show. I am sick. Right. He yep, was fantastic. Yeah, Ryan's fantastic. great. I, I,
1: watch I, Power I, Slap. Go to Rumble and watch it.
0: Go to Rumble check it out. It is that's awesome. Right. It really is. It really uh, is great. Thanks to Peter Nabb for coming on today. Thanks to Ryan for coming on today. No thanks to the other guy for coming on, not showing up today. <laughs> uh, God willing, we will talk to you again on Wednesday. That's right. Hopefully, I'll be feeling better. Uh, Yeah. uh, That's it. Where's Tony? Just forget about
1: it. Next time.
0: Next time. All right. right. I appreciate everybody listening tonight and putting up with me, my sick dumbass, and we'll talk to you later.
1: See ya. See ya.